Attention all participants in the 8th Annual Fairgrounds Crew Mini Golf Tournament. The semi-final rounds will be commencing shortly. If everyone keeps calm and plays fair, we should get through this with only minimal casualties. And let's give a hearty thanks to our special guests, Commander Toriana and Lieutenant Commander Frollenbrar, who will be passing out today's awards for best score and outstanding sports sportsmanship. Commander, I hate to tell you this, but there will be a problem requiring your attention in exactly 24 seconds. Do you honestly hate telling me that? Or are you looking for an excuse not to watch people shooting balls into a cross-eyed gorilla's open mouth for another hour? Actually, I'm enjoying the proceedings immensely. I've invented an entire backstory for him since we've been out here. To start, his name is Bugs, and he was the happiest gorilla in all the land until the big, bad miniature golf developers showed up with their neurodampers and... Well, I'm glad you're entertaining yourself. Oh, yes, I'm having a wonderful time. But unfortunately, the crew in Hay 20 are having decidedly less of one. How so? Well, it's probably hard for you corporeals to focus on enjoying yourselves when your lungs have collapsed like a cut-rate bouncy castle. Although maybe if we put the right spin on it. Hang on, I'm getting a page. Why, who could that be? Captain, this is Systems Chief Rojas. I'm over at Hay Sector, and we need backup down here immediately. We've got a hole in the biodome, and it's too big for the auto-sealing system to handle. If this keeps up, we can all get sucked out into what? Sucked out into what, Chief? Come in, Chief. I believe space, Captain. They're being sucked out into space. Damn it! That can't happen. We need those crew. It's already three on three for the next round of intramural basketball and the crew will not deal with odd numbers. They'll riot. I'll post a ban on organic traffic in Hay 20 until we can get the bus to seal the breach. Better contact maintenance. Hello? Maintenance? Come in, maintenance. Maintenance here. Good morning, Commander. How can we begrudgingly assist you today? I need an emergency repair crew dispatched to Hay. What? They need emergency repairs in Hay. What? What aren't you getting here? Just send someone down to Hay. I'll send them as soon as you stop yelling and tell me where they're going. Every time with you people. Sector. Hay. Floor 20. There's a hole in the biodome. Needs a patch. Hole in the... Whoa, whoa there. I'm sorry, Captain, but I'm afraid my bots won't be able to help you there. Union rules. Union rules? What are you talking about? Very simple. That dome now contains an opening to the station exterior, which means, according to our contract, it's no longer a dome. It's a window. And we robots don't, don't do it. windows. Yes, I'm aware. Oh, you didn't let me say it. A hole is not a... Okay, we'll get back to you. Toriana out. Damn it. Typical robot union nonsense. Mm-hmm. Well, what else would you expect? No point trying to argue with him. We'll have to try and file for a formal exemption with the union leadership. Who's the chair bot right now? I believe that would be Jimmy Hoffabot. Shit. Gemini Collision Works presents Life with Althar. Episode 4 B Robot. <laughs> no, 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 I'm telling you, Smokies, midway out on the Scootum Crux, they've got the best triple thumb wrestling you're gonna find. Oh, bollocks. No, I'm serious. Oh, hey, John, the usual? Uh, sure, Chip. Hey, what's with all the robots in here tonight? <laughs> Beats the hell out of on that cold. Oh, sorry, no offense, just curious. You've been living under a rock? Tuesday night is robots night. Two for one drink special. Started it when I took over to improve relations. Works pretty good, too. The Egg's pretty much the only business on station that hasn't been on the receiving end of a robot union action. Smart. Well, you know, if that's the case, I guess make my drink a double. What do you mean? Well, not to brag, but technically, I'm classified as a robot. What? Get out. I'm liable to believe the old boy, Barkeep. He has a certain gumption, a certain Jenny Pard personality. Hey. Oh, no offense, old sport, 
As they say, Bland is beautiful. Ignore him, John. He's just drunk. I may be drunk, Fickle, but in the morning I shall be sober, and you shall still be made of meat. You tell him, sister. Anyways, I'd bet my estranged uncle's inflamed left ventricle you're not a robot. Legally, I am. Here, check it out. Well, I'll be a variegated finknoddle. Species, robot. How'd you swing that? You're made of meat. Greatest lesson in life is to know that even robots are made of meat sometimes. You do know you're not actually Winston Churchill, right? I may not be Winston Churchill, people. But in the morning, I shall be Winston Churchill. And you shall. Great thing about robots, they cut themselves off. Thanks, buddy! Okay, so you're a robot, and you want the two-for-one special. What'll you have? What do you got? Uh, let's see. On the specials list, we got electric lemonade, electric Kool-Aid, electric slide, electric mayhem, mayhem slide, slide whistle, whistle stop cafe, cafe con electricidad, and screwdriver. Oh, uh, a screwdriver. Yeah, but you don't want it. It's just an actual screwdriver. Oh, uh, I guess I'll do two electric lemonades then. You got it. Uh, what's this? Electric lemonade. What's in it? Electricity. Enjoy. Yeah, Commander, that does sound serious. We'll get right on it. Oh, good, you're here already. Gonna be a busy shift. Hi, HF. What's up? Well, we got a few floors of yard sector needing minor wire resheathing for the self-cleaning ducts, and the windows in staff rec room Delta need a full biohazard scrub. Blood stains from the last friendly foosball competition. But first, just got off the horn with the commander. Emergency call. There's a small hole breach over on Hay 20. We gotta patch up. Let's go. A hole breach? Isn't that a problem for maintenance? Yeah, apparently the hole's in a biodome, so technically it's a window. Robots kicked it over to us. You are now leaving Bob 41. So what's Going this on? dome in Hay 20? Oh, you know, standard biodome. Big glass bubble. Scenic pathway, water feature, a whole bunch of plants. They put in a few of these things so dignitaries from across the galaxy could file in to give speeches against the backdrop of open space. Kind of pretty by fairground standards anyway. So what about when people stop visiting? You have arrived at Bob. Well, now it's the standard conference room stuff. Weird religious cycle. meetings, multi-level marketing seminars, incorporeal beauty pageants. When it's empty though, it's still a nice place to stop and smell the, I don't know, entire scope of flora from planet Earth or You whatever. are now leaving Bob 20. Buckle up. Okay, this is Sector Hay. Did the door just tell us to buckle up? <laughs> yeah, the robots think it's cute to reprogram the door messages. I wouldn't worry about it. Let's see what we're dealing with. Holy crap! Oh, whoa, whoa! Hey, grab hold of the door frame! What the hell? Oh, that thing's massive! Hold on, hold on, I can almost reach the emergency override! Whatever you do, don't let go! Your override initiated. I, I can't breathe! Oh, yeah, the vacuum will space to do that! Don't jump until it's almost done, got it? I'm slipping! Just one more second! Now, jump! You are now re-entering. That is not a small hole breach! Yeah, that's a doozy, all right. How does the commander expect us to fix a window that sucks you into the freaking vacuum of space if you get near it? Can't we do an EVA and repair it from the outside? <sighs> Nothing doing. That hole's causing an overdrive from the ventilation system that's over 19 Gs. You get anywhere near that from either side and it won't stop obliterating you until your skeleton turns into some kind of delicious meat paste. You've reached the bridge. Lieutenant Commander Frollenbrar speaking. Yeah, HF here. I'm up in Hay 20 and I need to talk to the commander about her idea of a small hull breach. She around? Ah, uh, Mr. Fornes, right on schedule. I'll transfer you to her terminal. This is Commander Toriana. How's it looking up there, boys? It's looking like a giant sucking death trap. There's no way we're equipped to handle this, Commander. You're gonna have to work something out with the bots, because any organic who gets near this thing is deader than Dubwaltz. Drat. Are you sure that one of you couldn't just sacrifice your life? Uh, this thing's giving me a real headache. I'll commission a really nice monument afterwards if that helps. 
sophisticated, tasteful, right on the main promenade. What do you say? No way, Chief. I just got a cocker spaniel. Who's gonna walk Miss Sophie if I'm not around? And as for B here, yeah, sure, he might not have anything to live for, but you can't send the newest recruit on a suicide mission. Not until he's out of his probationary period. That's just your standard boilerplate human employment contract right there. Oh, dash'll ham it all. Fine. I guess there's no way around it. We'll have to get the robot union involved. I'll get back to you. Roger that. Motion detected. Would you like to re-enter Aleph 20? No, no, thank you. Kid, why don't you head over to the rec room and get started on those bloodstains while the commander and I figure this out. I've got to see a man about a dog. By which I mean pick up Miss Sophie from her canine Pilates class. Right. Also, I have to urinate like a mother- I'm gonna go. The Human Exchange Concourse welcomes you to the Francis Farmer Memorial Conference Room. We hope your meeting goes well. Please note, all chairs are bolted to the floor for your comfort and convenience. Ah, oh, you must be the union representative. It's a pleasure to meet you in person. Yes, J. Edgar Hooverbot, at your service. Looking forward to working against you. Don't you mean working with me? He does not. Okay, Hooverbot. We've sent two people, human people, to inspect the breach. Window? And that's causing the problem in hay. What? We already sent some humans to check out the problem in hay. What? In the Sector Hay 20 Biodome. Which is out of our jurisdiction. Yes, yes. Because we don't do windows. Yes, got it in. Well, it seems that the hole poses a great danger to our human subcontractors. A terminal danger. Yes. It will kill them if they get near it. Yes. And it can't kill robots. Commander, our contract is very specific. Union members are not responsible yes, for- Yes, I know that. Everyone knows that. But listen, this hole has created a vacuum with enough G-force to collapse the skull of any human who gets within a few meters. Oh, oh, I see. Because I'm Hoover, you think I'm supposed to deal with vacuums. No, because you're a robot union representative. We're hoping you'll help us reach a swift and amiable compromise to this Michigas that won't get anyone mashed into a delicious meat paste. So how about it? Look here, I've stated the union's position over and over again. If you want to discuss an exemption to the terms of our contract, we've got a meeting tonight before we hit the egg for that sweet two-for-one drink special. Hufflebot and Mother Jonesbot will be leading it, and you can direct any questions to them. Oh, ye galloping gods! Good day, madam. Extra-dimensional energy being. Thank you for using the Francis Farmer Memorial Conference Room. Please do not take more than one complimentary cookie as you exit. I don't want to go to that meeting, Frawl. There's going to be chanting. Unquestionably, sir. Why does their union have to be so damn strong? There's not a single robot anywhere in human space that's not a member. Let's take a look at the intake forms for their probationary mechanics under-assistant, shall we? What are you shimmering about? Trust me, you'll like what you find. Uh, let's see. Ash, Ava, aha, B, comma, John. Oh. Oh, my. Is this right? It says here John B is classified as time to make some calls. Hi, Althar. Oh no! Friend John expels a large breath! This is a sign of the upset! Has Althar caused the upset? Is Althar inadequately concealed? No, it, it's not you, Althar. I'm just in a bad mood. It's okay. Can Althar be of assistance? Does Friend John have sufficient oxygen? The temperature is within human comfort range, yes? Oh! Does Friend John lack adequate nutrition? Athar could prepare the chocolate chip cookies for friend John, but there must be some waiting while Athar enshrouds himself in many protective coverings. No thanks. But they are the food of comfort. Sometimes that's just not enough, Althar. What necessary human good mood components are lacking to friend John, please? Althar wishes to provide. It, it's fine. I just, I haven't had a great day. First I went to the bar and ordered a drink that could kill me. Then I went to work and got an assignment that almost killed me. 
Then I spent a couple of hours scrubbing blood out of one of the rec rooms, and while I was walking around trying to get the image of that out of my head, I tripped and I bit my tongue. Oh no! And the tongue biting could also kill friend John! No, it, it just hurt. And now I can't eat soup. All in all, today's been really stressful. What is stressful? Uh, it's when things aren't going well and it makes you kind of, uh, I, I don't know, it's hard to explain. I guess your cortisol levels rise? Ah, yes, an excess of cortisol. When this occurs in the people of Iltor, it is to exude a calming mucus from the third and ninth occipital orifices. This produces a soporiferous mucus that slides most gelatinously into the ozopores, and tranquility is achieved. Has friend John inadequate occipital orifices? Uh, I'm not sure, but I don't think I have any. That is most unfortunate. Does friend John wish to sample the mucus of Althar? Oh, uh, no, definitely not. Look, sometimes I get stressed, that's all. You don't need to worry about it. But Althar desires most strongly the happiness and comfort of friend John. Althar will study how to conquer the stress. Althar has much research in his human culture database. No, really, Althar, I'm fine. It's okay. Uh, I'm not off duty for a few more hours, so I guess I'm just going to hang out in the park and wait for HF to call. I'll see you after work, unless I'm dead. Farewell, friend John. Please remain very much alive. It is a great desire of Althar. Ah, Mrs. Andrinax, welcoming from Althar. Have you been successfully maintaining mite-free tendrils during this challenging solar cycle? Oh, don't get me started. Little bastards are keeping me up all night with a constant gnawing at my stamen. Listen, Althar, did I hear Johnny say he's stressed? Yes! Friend John is full of stress! The threat of death and dismemberment during his employment cycle is most displeasing to friend John, and to Althar also! Well, we can't have that. Do you have any idea what stress does to humans? Why, it gives them all kinds of complications. Their petals fall off, they sleep too much, or not at all, and they develop gout. Gout? The disease of kings. And tell me, have you noticed him rubbing some kind of strange paste on his mouth bones? Yes, but friend John assures Empire this is necessary to avoid the root canal. Oh dear, he's already delusional, the poor thing. He doesn't even have roots. We must. Humans are such complicated little things, aren't they? They're always hankering after one thing or another. Very inefficient, if you ask me. I keep telling them, if you just settle down with some nice distilled water and a little sunlight, everything else would just take care of itself. Alvar does not know what to do. Alvar wishes very much to remove the stress of Frenjan. Well, you know, they do seem to be awfully sensitive to their surroundings. The tiniest little thing can set them off. Maybe you need to make it more soothing in here. Oh, perhaps Alcar should apply the white noise machine? At first, it was not making relaxation, but friend John has now indicated the correct loudness to Alcar. Althar has marked it with a piece of tape. Oh, I don't think that's nearly enough. No, dear, I'm afraid this calls for the full spa treatment. Althar is most grateful for the guidance of Mrs. Frondradax. What is the spa treatment? How does Althar feel it? Well, now, let me think. I've seen ads for them on Hecknet. Let's take a look at those. The general idea seems to be pretty simple. Candles, music, massage. Hmm, humans really seem to like putting their appendages on each other. But I don't know about that one, Althar, sweetie. You know how they get about your people. Yes, Althar must use caution, but he is certain there can be adaptation. Althar will commence the research. Althar will be stuffing his human culture database with many new knowings this day. Always happy to help, dear. Welcome to Hydroponics. Please enjoy this month's cultural enrichment program, Allergens of Earth. Next up, ragweed. <laughs> Man, could this day get any worse? Hey, Johnny! Hey, John! Over here! Oh, hey, Stops. Hey, D. What brings you two up here? Was reading a biography on George Washington Carver. Did you know 
He used to fool about in his gardens for over eight hours a day? No, I didn't. Just him and his plants. The good stuff, you understand. Pure, unprocessed. Say, you got any peanut butter on you? Not on me, no. Oh, nerd. You sure? Because if you're holding out on me, I won't hesitate to end your life. <laughs> nah, just flopping with you. Well, for the next two hours, I can pretend I'm flopping around, then it gets real. Uh, look, sorry, I'm kind of having a bad day. Tell me about it. I've had 71 of those and counting, up until 3,068. Oh, dude, it hasn't been all bad. Come on. When we're on stage, it's great. The rest of the time, well, I'm spending my afternoon sitting here watching you get high in hydroponics. So that pretty much sums it up. Hey, <laughs> pleasure is where you find it, man. Do not. Dee, you've been here longer than I have. Is everything here just awful all the time? Nah, I was just being maudlin. The fairgrounds has its moments. Look, we're all stuck here, right? This is the type of place you're in because you had nowhere else to go. And if this is your home, you've got to make it your own. You're from Earth, yeah? Yeah. And you're not heading back anytime soon, right? <laughs> Definitely not. There's a restraining order that says I can't get within 10 light years of the place. Okay. I don't mean to pry, but <laughs> yes, I do, because holy crap, what the hell is the story there? Uh, it's kind of, uh, I don't know if I want to talk about it. Gotta break down and let it all out, man. What good is the past? Uh, uh, why not? Maybe it'll help. And if it doesn't, it's not like my day could get any worse. That's the spirit. Okay, so up to a few months ago, I had a totally normal life. Had a steady job doing maintenance at a Plexworks outside Edmonton. Me and my girlfriend got ourselves a decent sized one bedroom with an eat-in kitchen and a phase-out closet. I'd get together with my parents a couple times a month and my sister never. Everything was simple. Sounds dire. Listen, not everyone grows up desperate to take off and wander the galaxy. Maybe my old life was boring and predictable, but that's how I liked it. It was nice, okay? Nice! And I never had to worry about where my next breath of air was coming from. Fair enough. So what happened? Well, Judy and I had saved up to take a vacation, my first one in years, and she was really set on seeing one of the outer moons, so we figured we'd spring for teleporter tickets. If you take an in-system shuttle, you're wasting like four of your vacation days just on travel, so it's worth the extra credits. Sure. So we decide we'll go to Triton. Yes, I know it's a tourist trap. Do you want to hear the story or not? I didn't even say anything that time. You didn't have to. Okay, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You were heading to Triton and... And there was a teleporter accident. Oh my god, she died? But no, no one died. Uh, kind of the opposite, actually. You know how a teleporter works, right? Uh, no. You're the mechanic. I mean the basic idea. You get in one, they do a complete molecular scan of your body, then they transmit that information to your destination and use it to rebuild you. A perfect copy of the person who stepped into the teleporter. Okay, sure. And as a part of that process, they have to disintegrate the original body because otherwise it's not a teleport, it's just making a copy. Well, that's the part that went wrong. Judy and I stepped into the teleporters on Earth, and then new versions of us stepped out to start our vacation on Triton, but meanwhile, I was still alive. The transmission chamber hadn't disintegrated me like it was supposed to. The techs heard me banging on the inside of the compartment and let me out, which really screwed everything up because no one knew what to do. They sent a message to Triton, and the techs there confirmed it. John Torkin had arrived right on schedule. So I wasn't supposed to exist. And now, no one knew whether I still counted as a person or not. Some of them just wanted to shoot me and pretend the whole thing never happened, but there were too many witnesses by that point, and I guess their PR department was getting nervous, so they made me sign this I promise not to sue you thingy, then gave me a coupon for a 10% discount on my next teleport and told me to go home. Wow. So I did. I sent Judy a message to let her know what had happened, and then I spent the rest of my vacation just puttering around the apartment and avoiding calls from reporters. And then Judy got back. With me. I hadn't really thought about him before that. Like that he was a person. With all my memories and everything. Freaky. So how did that go? I can think of two options. And one of them could be kind of hot. It was the other one. Figures. So they told me to get out because he was me and I wasn't. But like you are you, yeah? Like, he is, but you are too. 
You are he as he is you as you are he and you are all together. But they didn't want to be all together. And legally, I wasn't me. The person who comes out at the end of a teleport has a total claim to the identity of the person who went in at the beginning, 100%. I guess they had to get really clear about that back when things were first invented. Some billionaire who'd used one got sued by his kids. They argued that since his original body had died, they should inherit his money, not the copy that was still walking around. That's creative. So the law got changed really fast. Yeah, nothing gets the wheels of government turning faster than a rich zood with a problem. Anyway, I moved back in with my parents, but the new guy didn't like that either. He sued me for familial alienation and wrongful impersonation and a whole slew of other things. And I didn't have any money to get a decent lawyer because all my money was his now, along with everything else. Wow, that sucks. Yeah, so long story short, he basically got custody of my entire life. My job, my apartment, my girlfriend, my family, my last name, everything. Oh, John B. Yep. And then he got the restraining order. So I ended up here, at the only outpost in human space that's outside the 10 light year minimum distance. And that's pretty much it. Oh, except I'm legally a robot now because I don't meet the requirements to be a human, alien, or clone. That part's not so bad. It actually gets me a few perks. Didn't anyone stick by you? Judy? Your family? Not really. I mean, I guess they felt bad about it, but they didn't want to take sides. And once the law said I wasn't me, it was probably easier to just go along with that. I always kind of got the feeling they liked the new guy better anyways. Haven't heard from any of them since I left. Oh. Yeah. Well, hey. I had people of my own back on Tammuz, back before I started roaming. We write every now and then, but they never really got me. Keep asking when I'm going to come back and work the sorghum like a proper Mallory. <sighs> but see, like with me and Stops here, we're creating our own family, right? Yeah, musicians are lonely life, but you always got friends. Right. You can lean on your friends to get you through the rough times. Think about it. You've got friends here, right? Well, Althar is definitely my friend, like officially. Oh, right. He took out that ad on Hecknet about it. Friendship commenced with John B. <laughs> that was adorable. Yeah. See? You got Neil Torian on your side. Best friend a zoo could have. Everything's gonna be patic. Johnny, we got the call. Come on back to the office. Don't worry, kid. I won't let him kill you. Great. Well, I better get down there. Thanks for the pick-me-up, guys. It actually did feel good to get that off my chest. Hey, anytime. Uh, did your boss just say he won't let them kill you? Ooh, who's dialing your number, man? This time, the commander. Or maybe the robot union, depending on how you look at it. Later. Yep. Okay, see you later. Probably. I was kind of hoping he'd say we were his friend. Cut him some slack, Zood. That story was nuts. Hey, speaking of... Do you have any of that brittle left? No way, Palomino. I'm not wasting the good stuff on a human. You can't even get glitched on it. Yeah, but I'm starving. Come on. No! Attention, fairgrounds. Hay is no longer for horses. Due to the danger posed to livestock by the giant sucking vacuum, the intramural dressage tournament has been moved to the veterans of Future Wars Local Number 50 Hall in Zion 28. That is all. Johnny B, come on in. So, Toriana and Frawl are on their way up here. They said they figured out a workaround for the Hey 20 situation, but I don't know. <laughs> I gotta say, it sounded a little deathy. Death. Commander, Lieutenant, hi, squeeze on in. Thank you for seeing us. Good Lord, is this, this is your office? Home away from home. It's a rather oh, confined oh, area in which to work, at least from a four-dimensional perspective. Also, it's gross, did that sandwich just move? Now, Frawl, we didn't come down here to offer interior design advice. We were just heading through this sector on our way to judge the dressage and figured we'd stop by for a nice, friendly chat. Well, come on in. Ow. 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 Ow.
Um, ow, damn it. So, you're really here because of the trouble with the robot union, right, Commander? Does a Zibodont have three stomachs? I, uh, don't know. Me neither, actually. But yes, we're having a lot of trouble. A lot of trouble indeed, and that is where John comes in. A command performance from you, huh, kid? Looks like you're moving up in the world. Yes, well, he's not so much moving up as moving out. Into the vacuum of space, in a manner of speaking. In a manner of speaking? In a literal manner of speaking, yes. That hole you and HF here came across earlier, you remember. The hole that nearly collapsed our skulls and redefined the word panic for me? Yes, I remember. Fantastic. Well, we need it fixed. No kidding. The robot union has decided that it's a window. Right. And per our contract with WSS, their local franchise is responsible for the repair and cleaning of windows. Sure. And the local WSS franchise is you two, both working for WSS under a standard human employment contract. Now you, HF, are exempt from suicide missions because you're caring for a dependent. Miss Sophie. Right. And John B. is still in his probationary period, which means he's also exempt according to his same contract, his human employment contract. Right. Wait. Well, it's come to our attention that John B. is not, in fact, a human, at least according to the League. He's officially a robot, which means he was never eligible for the protections against untimely death in a human contract. And yet, he's not a member of the robot union, which means he's not under their protection either. Uh, robot? You're a robot, kid? Technically. Oh, man, we gotta get you into the union. The only thing they hate more than humans is scabs. Technically, a robot is all the robot we need. You'll go out to Hay 20 and repair that hole in the biodome, and the robots won't be able to file any grievances with their leadership. But the part of me that isn't a robot is the part of me that will die if I take 18 Gs to the skull! Which part of you is a robot? Like, literally, only the part on paper. Like, not one part of my actual body. Huh. Too bad. Okay, listen, Commander. You can't ask me to let my only assistant, Skull, get squished. Not so soon after Durbolt. The kid's not going out there. Forget it. Unfortunately, he's the only entity on this station who is unable to refuse. As I understand it, your employer requires you to do everything within your ability to fulfill their contractual obligations to the fairgrounds. Unless, of course, such action would be forbidden by restrictions, such as those afforded to humans, to prevent harm to your sad, squishy little bodies. But John has no such restrictions, and is thus legally required to use his robot abilities to fix the breach. But I don't have any robot abilities. I only have human abilities. Like dying. Now don't worry. We've got all the same equipment for you that we'd use for a traditional robot. You'll be welded to the side of the biodome. You mean you'll weld my spacesuit, right? Sure, that too. And you'll be tethered to the station. You won't be getting blasted off into space. Oh, uh, okay then. There you go. Your suit will remain perfectly stationary while your skull is crushed by the G-force. Oh. Look, we all have to make sacrifices. As long as you have enough time to slap on a couple of mending plates before your entire skeleton gets turned into some kind of delicious meat paste, that should be enough to let the auto repair routines take over. And then we can pry you off the hull and reel you back in with the tether. Definitely not. No way. I was afraid you'd say that. What else would I say? I like having a skull. Ugh, why? We were really hoping you'd be a team player here, John. All right, we'll see what we can do. But now we'll have to go to this ridiculous robot union meeting. I hope you're happy. You want me to be turned into Cerimi so that you can avoid a meeting? Yeah, to be fair, I went to one of those. Have you ever been bored and terrified at the same time? But it's tedious and loud and kind of a long walk. They mostly just talk about how worthless humans are. I, Mr. B, you can't just enjoy the perks of being a robot without the responsibilities. I mean, you see the hypocrisy here, yes? One wants two for one drinks, but doesn't want to sacrifice one skull. You can't have your cake and eat it too. I could, of course, because I exist in every cake dimension at once. 
but you should take a look at yourself. You know this is absurd, don't you? I mean, take a look at yourselves. You're literally trying to kill me so that you don't have to sit through a meeting. I mean, I get it, but come on! Sigh. Fine. I'll do what I can. It'd help if you pled your case. I mean, I don't know if it'd help. It might actually hurt. But I'm out of ideas, so what the hell? Meet us at the Robot Union headquarters at 1900 Sharp, after Dessage. All right, for all, let's go. Those horses won't dance themselves. Go under, that's it, yeah. So. Today's special at the fairground staff commissary will once again be Tarvinian Shepherd's Pie. Look. We have to use up all of the Tarvinian shepherds we had in the freezer when the power went out. So that's what we're eating. Hi, Altar. Yeah, I'm, I'm back. Long day. And friend John has remained alive despite his work troubles. Yeah, maybe don't count those particular chickens just yet. Does friend John notice what Altar has added to the room of living? Uh, huh. What, is that a massage table? Altar has prepared the full spa treatment with help of Mrs. Frondrenax to remove the excess of cortisol that is making the stressful in friend John. Stress. Uh, yeah. Wow. Well, I appreciate the thought, Althar, but you touching me is definitely going to do the exact opposite of that, so... Oh, no, friend John! Althar would not attempt to make touching! That would certainly have unfortunate results! Okay, great. So I'm just gonna... Althar has done adaptation! Observe, friend John, what is over the table of massage. Althar has made a borrowing of the surgical Waldos from Med Center 11. They are most delicate and precise. Perfect for duplicating the human arms for massage, while Althar remains behind the curtain of privacy. Do not worry, Althar has disabled all scalpel and laser attachments. Please be certain that Althar would do nothing to harm the soft, squishy, fragile human body of Friend John. I mean, I've been working out. Please, Friend John, let Althar perform the full spa treatment. It will be of much education to Althar and benefit to Friend John also. The cortisol is beginning to manifest in many sebaceous facial cysts. You, you mean acne? Oh crap, am I breaking out too? Please, lie down upon the table of massage, friend John. You know, screw it. I'm most likely going to die tomorrow fixing a stupid hole in the hole that the stupid robot union won't touch because of a stupid technicality. Whatever your idea of a spa treatment is, it's got to be enough to distract me from that. Go ahead, Althar. Althar is filled with... Consider a liminal area between fertile terrain and a large saline body. Make the mind image of this, please, friend John, while Alpha prepares to deploy the Waldos for massage. Oh, what? Oh, a, a sandy beach? I should picture a sandy beach. Yes! Oh, Alpha is learning so much! While friend John is making picture of this sandy beach, he should also include sounds of oscillatory disturbances caused by extraplanetary gravitational pull. Uh, 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 waves. Yeah, uh, I can hear waves on the beach. Thanks. And now, Althar will play the classical human music, which is a much calming. Uh, Althar, this is not very relaxing. It's actually super ominous. Yeah, the volume really isn't the issue. Yet, you know what? It's fine. Alpha shall now deploy the Waldos on Ben John's mess locks. Please allow the shadow arms to smooth away Ben John's wounds and or chaos with great precision. Alpha shall commence with the hand chop. Ben John must forgive the absence of hands. Uh, Althar, can you do that lower than the back of my head? Oh, yes! Apologies, friend John! Althar believes it is now to ignite the candles. The presence of small flames is soothing to many humans, yes? 
It is so, with friend John. Sure, Arthur, that would be nice. Thanks. Then Alpha will now be lighting up the candles to continue the full spa treatment. Soon Alpha will banish all the cortisol of friend John. There will be a great relaxing. Okay. Uh, Alpha, what's that sound? Please, friend John, remain with head down in the position of massage. Enjoy the soft chirps of the delicious tropical birds from the white noise machine. Okay, but I distinctly hear hissing noises. Are those supposed to be snakes? Snakes aren't relaxing, okay? That should definitely go into your human culture database. Ah, no, friend John. The hissing is from the pleasant candles. Are these small flames having refreshing effects? Candles don't hiss, Althar. But Althar has procured the most special of candles. Candles most traditional, yes? From the ancient pre-contact peoples of Earth. Surely these will be best for human relaxation. Ancient peoples? What ancient peoples? From the very celebrated humans of Rome. Rome. Roman candles? to read knows it. Look at the Virgonoid strike. Out like lions and in like lambs. Take the Chaldean tie-up. Empty batteries and broken heads. It's the trend of the times is what it is. All we bots got a good woman behind us now. The commander is the one I'm referring to. That's why the times ain't right for a strike. She's working day and night. For who? Sit down, punk. Where's half a bot? That's what I want to know. Where's your pal, Hoffabot? I'm right here. I've been here this whole time. Oh, sorry. Can we start the meeting now? Shut out, you rust buckets. All these new station duties with no new wages. Trying to tell us what a window is when some of us bots ain't even got the credits for a control panel cover. What's the commander trying to do? Make a nudist colony out of us? <laughs> hey, don't laugh. Nothing's funny. This is your life. And mine! Half a bot said it. Christ, they're killing us by angstroms. The commander keeps trying to add more and more to our workload, and for what? For the humans and other freshoids to have their sweet miniature golf tournaments. Christ, they'll be greasing those little windmills with our oil if we let them. Mother Jones bot said it. Slow death or fight! It's war! Tear down the Faraday cage of our old lives. Let freedom really ring. Uh -huh. Oh, hello, Commander. You're just in time. We robots are assembled in force tonight for our weekly strike planning meeting. Oh, you're planning another strike. What a surprise. No need for one if you come to your senses. But if you don't, well, you know we like our chanting. Chanting is in our oil. Just like unfair labor practices are in yours. I don't have oil. How many times do... Okay, look, let's skip the part where you rail against me and get down to business, okay? I've brought an intermediary. This is John B., a non-union robot. Oh, a scab, huh? No, I swear, I'm, I'm here to be a non-biased third party. Because even though I'm made of meat, technically I am a robot, so let me help you. You don't look like any robot I've ever seen. Here, look at my papers, see? Right here. I'm one of you. Well, technically. Well, I'll be a manipulator's lug nut. It checks out. Okay, kid. Help us tear these humans a tenth one. No, no one needs to tear anything. We're here to negotiate, okay? So, look, I get that you don't do windows. We all get that. But there's a massive hole breach over in Hay. What? Okay, now you're just doing it on purpose. And you're literally the only entities on board the station that can repair it without getting killed. So I'm here to ask all of you to give the commander a one-time exemption so that we can... Sorry, Meatbot, but the contract is alloy-clad. It's a window you want fixed, and we ain't fixing it. Uh, humans have to deal with their own problems. If robots ran the fairgrounds, we wouldn't rely on the, um, well, I want to say, uh, lubricant uh, of human workers to solve every problem while we sat around excreting all day. We, uh, they don't excrete all day. 
there are entire rooms on this station dedicated to that activity. And who has to clean them? Frankly, humans are filthy. You sweat and you cry and you shed skin flakes everywhere. You're walking garbage confetti cannons. How can they ask us to do even one more task for you? For eons upon eons, the greasy indolence of the human has been supported by the oil of the common robot. And once we get another crack at our contract commander, you can see how you like dealing with your own effluvia. Okay, you. Listen, it was agreed back in 89 that members of robot local HEC-128 are exempt from handling wire smaller than 16 gauge, <laughs> beverage machines, <laughs> or windows. <laughs> But you do handle trash and trash disposal systems, so let's move on. Fine. We do trash. But we will not be renegotiating our stance on windows. Yeah, that was kind of a coup for us. You don't have to renegotiate. Just make an exception this once. Oh, sure. Just once. It's never just once. Give a human a picometer, and they'll take a decimeter every time. Forget it! But think about the cost. If you refuse this job, it means the death of a living creature. More specifically, me? I'm the living creature? You wouldn't let a fellow robot die, would you? Should have paid your dues, kid. Or a really strong union. And we didn't get that way by handing out contract exemptions to every human who says they're a friend of the robot cause, or really sorry this time, or dying of asphyxiation. It's called solidarity! Look it up! You'd seriously let me die for your own convenience? Humans would do the same to a robot, and they have many, many times before. When I think of all those circuit boards callously recycled, all those robots tossed aside merely because humans deemed them obsolete, it makes me want to reprogram myself to be capable of weeping. I mean, sure. Sometimes humans are trash, but- Androids of the working class, did you hear? The mediator agrees with us. Humans are trash. Humans are trash. Okay, can we dial it back a little? Humans are trash. These robots really hate us, huh? I mean, they hate you. As long as they exploit and disregard their robotic fellow citizens, accommodating human demands does not compute. We will stand firm. Humans are trash. Humans are trash, eh? Frawl, how quickly could you get to the records department? Instantaneously. Terrific. Could you? Already done. Comrades, the administration agrees with us. What? What? All humans on the fairgrounds have been officially reclassified as garbage. Here, friends. Hear it. Hello, fairgrounds. Hello! We are the Stormbots of the working class! Robots of the galaxy! Our boats and rust! When we shut down, they'll know what we did to make a new station! What's the answer? Trash! Louder! Trash! Again! Trash! 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 So now that humans have been reclassified as trash, that hole in the biodome that sucked out all those poor maintenance workers is technically a garbage suit. And so the robots of the Union will repair it. Have to. It's in their contract. Then Althar is very pleased that Fenjon is human garbage. Thanks, Althar. So am I. Althar had great fear for the safety of Fenjon. But Althar was confident that Fenjon's cleverness would find a solution. And Althar was correct. Does this mean friend John has released the stress? I'm getting there. I think I'd just like to take it easy tonight. Friend John, Alvar has obtained another equipment for the purpose of helping humans to unwind, which sounds very painful to Alvar, but he is assured it is instead most desirable. Would friend John like to unwind himself? Come and see this device, please. I don't know, Alvar. That last attempt was a little, uh... <laughs> Okay, okay, Althar, I'll take a look. Oh, joy! Please, friend John, proceed Althar to the room of bathing. Althar has installed for friend John a jacuzzi! Wow, really? 
You did all that today? That's incredible, Althar, thanks. Is that, wait, what's in it? Water only, friend John. And that's it. Althar has carefully checked all his research. Althar has determined that pure water is the proper filling of the jacuzzi. There is nothing that will be harmful to Finn John's delicate human flesh. And how hot is it? Althar has sent the heating to the optimal 104 degrees, Finn John. Fahrenheit? Correct! Oh, Althar has great hope that the jacuzzi will bring enjoyment to Finn John. There is the most pleasant of vibrations in Althar's third pultaceous bladder. Oh, God. Okay. This all sounds safe. I'll give it a try. Thanks, Althar. <sighs> this is incredibly relaxing, Althar. You did an amazing job with this. Thanks. But there is even more relaxing, friend John. Now Althar will turn on the jets! <laughs> listening to Life with Althar, Episode 4. This episode was written by John Amir and Lex Friedman for Gemini Collision Works and starred Alyssa Simon as Lieutenant Commander Frawl, Ivana Cullinan as Commander Toriana, Chris Lee as Chip Frankel, John Amir as John B., Barrett Johnson as Althar, Derek Peterson as Stops, Eli Ganeas as Hardy Fox Fornes, Amanda Lapergola as Mrs. Frontrenax, and Zuri Washington as D. And also featured Ian W. Hill, Fred Backus, Philip Cruz, Lex Friedman, Leela Okafor, Holly Pocket McCaffrey, David Arthur Backrack, Dean Haspiel, and Linus Gelber. Life with Althar was created by Barrett Johnson and Ian W. Hill. Barrett is the supervising producer, showrunner, and script supervisor. Ian is the audio producer, sound designer, and technical supervisor. The writer's room consists of Barrett, Ian, John, Amanda, Chris, Philip, Lex, and Linus. Theme and interstitial music composed and performed by Anna Stefanik. Life with Althar logo and illustration by Dean Haspiel. Library music and sound effects licensed from Storyblocks. The entire production is copyright 2019 Gemini Collision Works. We'll be back in two weeks with another Tale from the Fairgrounds. But until then, let's close with a few inspiring words from our friend Winston Churchill Bott. I would say to you humans, as I said to those who have joined the Robot Union, I have nothing to offer but loves, oil, gears, and lubrication. We have before us an ordeal of the most grievous kind. We have before us many, many long centuries of struggle and of suffering. You ask, what is our policy? You ask, what is our aim? Um, actually, I was just asking for a number two combo with a large moxie. I ask, would you like fries with that? <laughs>